The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. I'm your host, Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is a social media expert and author. Her name is Eileen Brown. Eileen is the author of the book, Working the Crowd, Social Media Marketing for Business. She also writes the social media column for a very popular website, zdnet.com. Go to amastra.co.uk to find out more. Eileen, thank you for being on the call with me today. Pleasure. How did you get started in social media? Well, I came to social media via an enterprise route. Uh, I've been doing social media in one form or another since 2004. Back then, I worked for Microsoft and I managed the IT professional evangelism team. And one of the briefs was to connect with customers. So the team used initially blogging to try to increase awareness of Microsoft products amongst the 1.1 million IT professionals in the UK. We soon hit upon strategies to do product demos of technology and put this technology demo online in um, in a format similar to a, a five-minute how-to demo, a very short webcast. And back then, we had to buy a server, get streaming services on the server, hire a domain name, and blog about these blogcasts that we talked about. This sounds really, really primitive now, but back in 2004, YouTube didn't exist. YouTube only came about in 2005. So I've been around the evolution of social media for a very long time. I left Microsoft in 2009 to start my own business, focusing on social media and social business strategy. And uh, I was asked to write a book by the British Computer Society, which is coming up to its second edition of Work in the Crowd. And it's available on Amazon and available from the BCS bookstore as well. So let's talk about the concepts in your book, Eileen. The first thing that comes to mind is some people still aren't convinced yet about social media as a marketing channel. So why do you recommend that small businesses have a social media strategy? It's really weird. There's been some research that less than 3% of SMEs actually have social media in their traditional marketing um, activities. Social media is not a replacement for traditional marketing. It is uh, an add-on component to an existing digital marketing strategy, which naturally includes a website. And social media is not a fad. It's a fundamental shift in the way that we communicate. If you think about the Generation Y um, um, people, people who are coming up to their 32nd birthday this year, Generation Y are digital natives. They were practically born with mobile phones in their hands. People older than 32, digital immigrants, uh, find the move to social media more of a challenge than uh Generation Y who were who have grown up with this level of technology and interaction and sharing. And if you don't absorb social media concepts and the new way of communicating, I think you'll struggle with your business because if you're not engaging on social media, you can bet your competitor is. Good point. If for only just that one reason you should be doing it. Great point. 
There is obviously different types of businesses out there that vary greatly. So how do we decide what social media strategy is appropriate for our type of business? Everybody needs a social media strategy. It's just the complexity of the strategy that changes. Just like businesses need a business plan, a social media strategy could be a one or a two page um, overarching implementation plan with a set of commitments about the channels that you're going to use on social media the frequency of communication that you're going to use and that frequency of communication could be 20 times a day with your customers, once a day, twice a week, once a week, once a month. But the key thing is to have a strategy. Also, um, implementation plans to include things like response frameworks, listening plan. Listening plans are really important when you have competitors because it's a really great um, idea to get ahead of the competition and listen to what your competitors are saying. Or if it's a topic of interest, think, uh, listen to what the, your potential customers are talking about the potential topics and whether that's dog grooming, um, horse livery, uh, cyber security or uh, uh, tire fitting. Each of these have got competitors in the industry. So it's a really good idea to listen to what competitors are saying. So social media strategies are incredibly important, even if you're running a business as a one-man band. Would you say it doesn't matter what your niche is? There's probably someone out there on social media talking about that subject. Yeah, if you do a search, and that could be a Google search for anything from chocolate to cinema tickets, um, search on social media properties uh, across social channels and find out that there are videos, hints and tips, blog posts, Facebook status updates, Google updates, images, and of course, uh, Twitter messages for almost everything you can think of. The world is talking electronically. Are you listening? Do you have any tips for managing our brand on social media? It's really important as a brand to know what perception about your brand is. Mm -hmm. And in order to find out what people think about you, you can send out um, a customer service survey um, poll once uh, once a week, once a month, once a year, twice a year. Uh, you can set, send out customer feedback forms, event feedback forms. And from customer feedback, you can then change the model of your business. Managing your brand works in a very similar way. Um, putting positive messages out about your brand, not criticizing the competition, being open, helpful, responsive, honest and transparent about the products that you sell and the services that you, you offer. Apologizing freely if you've made a mistake. Um, all of this um, indicates that you are a trusted advisor, somebody who is respected across the industry, demonstrates credibility and authenticity in your actions. And if you can manage to do this via social media, perception about your brand will change uh, to something that's really positive and you get a great name. Advocates then start to talk about you. Mm -hmm. And as soon as advocates talk about you as a brand, you have a team of people almost essentially working for you who become your recommenders and evangelists for your brand. How do you get people engaged and talking? Can we actually engineer things in a way that gets a bit of buzz going? For a start, 
don't expect an instant response mm-hmm. and don't expect all of your customers to speak back to you. Uh, most people in social media are lurkers or uh, stalkers of your <laughs> Facebook page. They're aware of what you're doing, but they choose not to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, very low percentage that will start to talk to you immediately. So don't worry if you feel like you're broadcasting to an empty room. Mm-hmm. If your content is interesting, engaging, relevant to the reader and thought-provoking, they will respond. And often you'll find that topics outside of your normal speciality area will engage a customer much more than uh, a thought leadership piece or a white paper on something that you're an expert in. Often a glimpse into your personal life can help your customers realize that you're a human being with families and a sense of humor too. And sharing different aspects of your life often you'll find will get um, extra response. And having a blend of personal and professional in your social media activities rounds you out as a business and makes people realize that they're not dealing with an automaton, but they're Mm -hmm. dealing with a human being. Mm -hmm. But don't, don't worry if the engagement levels are not as large as you were hoping. Engagement levels are very low in some channels of social media, but you still need to keep talking because even if nobody's responding, they are still listening to you. You use the word uh, lurking, Eileen. What's the reason for that? Are people just shy? Are they just testing the waters out to see how they like you before they start talking back? What would you say are the reasons why they don't respond immediately? A couple of years ago, um, an analyst group, Forrester Group, did um, uh, some analysis of social communications called the Technographic Ladder. And the Technographic Ladder categorizes different mechanisms of communications from the silent, uh, silent majority right the way up the ladder to the content creators. And we all fall somewhere on that ladder, whether we are... Um, conversationalists who uh, frequently engage in um, conversation with other people using social channels or whether we're just critics, we'll read posts and uh, not necessarily criticize them but comment on blogs Mm -hmm. to listeners and lurkers who might have a profile on a social media site but never communicate, don't change their profile and they just watch the traffic. They're almost like passive onlookers to the people who don't have a social media uh, profile and who happen across a social conversation if they Google something and find the the engagement from blog comments that somebody else has written. Mm -hmm. Um, We all categorize in different ways. Um, not all of us would want to create YouTube channels and populate it with videos of us talking to YouTube all the time. Um, not all of us would want to change our profile details every few weeks. We all fall somewhere along this line of um, updating conversationalist creators, critics. But it's not a problem if you have a lot of lurkers on your um social sites because they'll still be listening to what you're saying so the important thing is keep talking how do we amplify that message that we want to spread 
This is probably the most important thing about social media. It makes you scalable, much more scalable than you could possibly be on your own, which is always a challenge if you're a small business. If you know who your advocates are and you can recognize your advocates and your influencers who are in your network already and you have a very good relationship with advocates and influencers, they will advocate your brand and your message. They'll amplify it outside of your immediate circle. They will recommend you to their friends electronically. They will, if you're writing a blog, your um, advocates will repost your blog, comment on your blog, uh, write blogs of their own talking about your great content and they will spread your message for you. The key thing is to do a piece of work to identify who your potential advocates are and invest time in that relationship. How do we measure if social media is working for us or not? This is one of the most important things that uh, businesses can do to measure your success and small businesses quite often don't measure their success, uh, they don't know how much time they're spending on their activities and they, they can't measure whether their chosen activities are working. If you're hiring somebody and you're paying them £10,000 a year and that person is your social media guru and they spend two hours a day doing social media activities such as reading, writing, researching, blogging, updating, uh, putting status updates, modering, uh, mod- modifying your Facebook page for example, that two hours a day is 10 hours a week, which means you're paying them 25% of their working week to do social media. That's £2,500 a year. You've got to be able to measure a return on investment for this. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing you can do is get a baseline. And it's fine if your baseline is zero. The next thing you need to do is measure how much time you intend to spend responding to customer queries, interacting, creating, blogging, managing your time. And this could be 15 minutes a day. It could be an hour a day. It could be an hour a week. But you need to be able to quantify how much time you're measuring. Mm -hmm. Then you need to be um, aware of what you want to measure. And it's not just about the volume of people that uh, like your page or read your blog or follow you on Twitter. It's not about the quantity, it's about the quality of your people. Mm -hmm. If you only had 40 followers, but every single one of these 40 followers was a repeat customer, that could be better than having 4,000 followers, of which only 10 of these are repeat customers. So it's important to nurture the quality of your connections. Mm -hmm. So when you're measuring in order to get your return on investment. Remember, it's not all about the numbers. Although in larger organizations with metrics and scorecards, it's important to be able to have some measurement of numbers to justify the cost of expenditure. Mm-hmm. You sure. also need to think about soft metrics because a soft metric is much more than a like. A soft metric could be a comment on a blog, an email sent to you, a comment Um, at a face-to-face event. And these soft metrics give you a great indication of how your brand is perceived. So in addition to having a traditional spreadsheet to measure your growth in likes, um, fans, friends, circles in Google+, there also needs to be a way of capturing the softer sentiment and finding out how people really feel about you. Because if they're complaining about one of your product lines or your service quality, these soft metrics give you an early indicator that you can change things and modify your business very, very quickly to adapt yourself to what customers want. 
If we're selling things online, we can track clicks and see where sales came from. What about when your main aim is to get an email inquiry or a phone call? How do we measure those kinds of sales and keep track of which inquiries came from social media and which didn't? There are several analytics tools which you can use to track uh, people who click um, a link from your newsletter. There, uh, there are URL shorteners with analytics such as bit.ly, bit.ly, that helps you track who has clicked, um, where the link has been clicked. You can give customized links for each individual web page so that you can find out who's clicking the link from where. And when I say who, obviously you can't check by name. Mm-hmm. You've also got an opportunity to use customization in all your social media activities and putting different customization codes, whether that's a quick response code or QR code that goes to a customized link. You can track which of your online activities are being the most successful, whether that's the QR code on the back of your business card, the shortened link on one of your social media estates, or if somebody finds your phone number and calls you, just asking them where they got your phone number from. All of these can be logged and tracked, so you can find out which one of your channels is the most successful. Good idea. And where do you see social media heading in the future, Eileen? Where is it going to go next? I've got a one-word answer for this. Mobile. Mm -hmm. The future is in the palm of your hand. Stop at a bus station or a train station. Everybody around you is looking at their mobile device. It's a business imperative now for you to get your website mobile enabled, make it as easy as possible for your customers to buy your goods, services, or get in contact with you from their mobile device or their tablet PC. With uh, GPS, with the um, proliferation of Wi-Fi in towns and cities, we are out and about much more often. um, And to have success from a form factor that's a mobile device, and whether that's a a location-aware application that gives points, prizes, money off vouchers, discounts to people who check into your location, or give competitive um, opportunities for people who are checking in at another location or it could be an augmented reality application so that when people come into your physical property with a photograph of their lounge to buy a lampshade or a sofa they can just scan the object in your shop and see this object in their own environment augmented reality mobile and tablets that's the future that wasn't a one word answer but (laughs) Mobile is the answer. Eileen, where can we get more of your info? Well, it's very, very simple to find out anything you want about me. Um, the first thing I would ask you to do is just Google my name, Eileen Brown. From there, you'll find my uh, website, amastra.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter. You'll find my LinkedIn profile, my Google Plus profile. You'll find my WordPress blog. And you'll find my uh, CBS ZDNet column. And all it starts, um, everything starts from one simple Google search for my name. You can also find out more information about social business strategy and social media strategy from my book. And it's written from a British European perspective and it's written for business. It's not written for socializing. It's not written for consumers. It's written in a logical way. This is how business works in the UK and Europe. And just a quick search on Amazon and they'll be able to find that as well. 
Yes, if you search for my name, Eileen Brown, it's the only uh, social media book. I think there's an Eileen Brown who's also an, uh, a children's author, but that's not me. Great. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Eileen, thank you for coming on the show. Pleasure. No problem. Thank you. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.